Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 317. Five years ago, I found myself completely enraged over the simplest of chores. You know, there's many examples here, whether it was cleaning up spilled milk or vacuuming a rug, wiping off the the mirrors in the bathroom and the splatters that happened there. There was this one time, though, that really helped me see this was a problem. I accidentally shattered a bottle of balsamic vinegar. And if you've ever had that happen before, then you know it's like this difficult, difficult thing to clean up. It's like the gift that keeps on giving and not the kind you want. And as I, you know, gathered the glass and was wiping up all the balsamic vinegar and then sweeping up the shards of glass that were everywhere, I literally raged at the heavens. I screamed, I cried so much so that I scared my children and I scared myself. That was one of the first moments of a series of moments that kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, Monica, this isn't you. Monica, this isn't that big of a deal. Why is this upsetting you so much? And I kept noticing those moments of doing those everyday chores and feeling so angry and sad and resentful. 
ultimately I realized I felt a little stuck. I felt stuck in this beautiful life that I'd always wanted. I wanted my life, but I still felt stuck in it. And I knew something had to change. And it meant that I first had to figure out why I was feeling empty inside and how to fill it. That's why this month, our theme is wholehearted. Today, I'm going to share some simple ways I began the process of uncovering who I was deep down inside, how I was able to work on being me in my life again and tap down on the rage and resentment, and how that began to totally change my life. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. I am just going to dive into the segment we do at the beginning of every single month do something. And this is where I share what I've been up to with my own do something list. There is so much more on this. You can go to aboutprogress.com forward slash do something 2021 to see what my list is this year and to learn a little bit more about what this campaign is that we have been doing from day one. And it's connected to what we're going to be talking about a lot today. So on my do something list, I am just proud of myself for finalizing it. I have a list of 15 things that I went through to help me kind of cultivate the things that I was missing in my life for this year. Last year, it was a lot of creativity. And this year, it's a lot more about challenging myself in some physical ways and also simplifying. My other lists have been up to 30 or more things. And this time, it's it's a little simpler and it's what I need. And we're going to talk more about that today for yourself. So one of the things I am really excited to do is to start having more fun with my fashion and documenting it. I'm still kind of playing around with what that's going to look like, but I think I'll start sharing on Instagram um, at About Progress a little bit more about my daily outfit or how I put something together. Not to be a fashion blogger, and this is all with a challenge to have fun with the things I already have, which is going to be one of the rules I'll put around it for myself, and just have fun with it just document it. I don't plan on linking my outfits or anything like that. It's just for me. It's just for fun. Um, and also to help me encourage to not spend my money maybe on some clothes and stuff, unless I really need it or really want it. I'll share more about that once I kind of finalize my parameters, but I'll start by experimenting a little bit. So in the newsletter that we have, the Go Getter newsletter, I'm going to start sharing more of my do something updates there too. I'm also going to start writing more on the blog this year and kind of modeling what this looks like to do something in your life. And this can be a mindset, do something as a mindset, just do something, not all, not nothing. It can also be a path with your do something list. And I want to model that better for you. So if you want to get on the newsletter to get more of these regular updates, go to aboutprogress.com forward slash go getter. Let's return back to that story. So five years ago, I felt stuck. I felt very stuck. And as part of that, I felt pretty empty inside and used up and underappreciated and unsupported and lost. 
And you know, I could have had all the support in the world and still have felt that way because of where I was inside. And I had to take stock for a minute. I had to decide what needed to change. Did I need to get a house cleaner? Did I need to get more support? Maybe I could hire some mommy helpers um, and maybe I should consider going back to school or going back to work. Like there were all those options and I truly considered them. But I knew ultimately what was really going on was deeper and that I had to get the hang of that first. I had to figure out who I was because for years I had only seen my roles as who I was. I was the dancer, the do-gooder, the leader in high school, the performer. Then I was the the student and the academic academic person. <laughs> I don't even know how to say that now, which is clearly hilarious. Um, and then later on, I was the teacher and the wife and the mother. And while I wanted to do all those things so well, and I think that's a good thing to want to do those things well, my identity was so wrapped up in my positions and my roles and the things I did that I lost who I really was. I'm sure so many of you can relate to that. And so, yes, while I knew there could be some literal changes to help better support me, I had to start by first figuring out who I was. And ultimately, I knew I didn't want my life to look dramatically different. I just wanted it to feel different. For me at the time, I knew I wanted to still mostly be in the home all day. I did want to be the one cleaning up those messes and wiping the baby bums and having balsamic vinegar to clean up and the spilled milk. I did want those. But I also wanted to belong to myself. Brene Brown talked about this in her amazing book, Braving the Wilderness. I'm going to read a quote that she said, quote, stop walking through the world looking for confirmation that you don't belong. You will always find it because you've made that your mission. Stop scouring people's faces for evidence that you're not enough. You will always find it because you've made that your goal. True belonging and self-worth are not goods. We don't negotiate their value with the world. The truth about who we are lives in our hearts. Our call to courage is to protect our wild heart against constant evaluation, especially our own. No one belongs here more than you, unquote. Now, I didn't read that book five years ago. This all came to me instinctively, intuitively. I knew that the root of my issues was that I didn't have a strong sense of who I was. My identity was so outward focused for so many years that I was vacant inside. There could have been a flashing sign on me, vacancy, vacancy. And I had to start with figuring out who that was, who that person was, who I was. I want to read one more quote from that book by Brene Brown. She says, quote, true belonging is the spiritual practice of believing in and belonging to yourself so deeply that you can share your most authentic self with the world and find sacredness in both being a part of something and standing alone in the wilderness, unquote. That's what I longed for. This was it. It was true belonging. Let me zoom out a little bit and let's talk more about what belonging to yourself can look like. These are all my own words here, although I'm sure... Brene Brown will have a lot more research and a lot more to say about this, but this is just from Monica. To me, belonging to yourself looks like knowing who you are 
and knowing what matters to you. It also means that you know who you want to become. It means that you own your innate worth and that you don't have outcomes that define you. It means that you believe in the process of change and growth, the ups and downs it entails and what it really looks like. And it means that you seek personal fulfillment by controlling the controllables in your life and have this built up shore of inner support in your life. I'm going to be straight with you. Belonging to yourself takes work. It takes work to belong to yourself, especially if you are starting from the same place I was five years ago, which is which was absolutely square one. So not only is it work to arrive to, it's also ongoing work to maintain. I don't say that to scare you. I say it to be honest with you. But I will also tell you the truth about how it is so worth it. The benefits of belonging to yourself far outweigh the sacrifices that you have to make to get there. When you belong to yourself, you will have more clarity. You'll have more clarity of your place in this world from where that stands with you in the home or in your workplace or in the community abroad. You will have more clarity about where you belong. You'll know what to say yes to and to say no to, including if either of those are to yourself when you need to say yes or no to yourself. You won't look to the outcomes or roles or positions or approvals from others to define you. You'll lean into the messy process of growth. You'll know that that is how it's supposed to look. When you belong to yourself, you will find daily ways to fulfill your own needs. You'll establish habits that you can control for yourself, and you will feel inwardly supported in ways you otherwise would not have been. When you belong to yourself, you feel whole. This is something else that Brene Brown talks a lot about today. Maybe we should have just called this the Brene Brown episode, or maybe we should have just had her on. I don't know. If you have her number, let me know. She talks about wholehearted living a lot in The Gifts of Imperfection. And I didn't read this book until this past year. And it was one of those big magic moments when I read it. And I thought, these are all the ideas and Uh, practices that have been percolating in my mind for years. They've been things I've taken action on and have changed my life. And I didn't know all along that there was research to back this up, that there were full movements and communities surrounding this. I just thought I was making it up as I went and I wasn't. And isn't that amazing how this can be so universal and true? So let's talk about being wholehearted. Brene Brown says, wholehearted living is about engaging with our lives from a place of worthiness. It means cultivating the courage, compassion, and connection to wake up in the morning and think, no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. It's going to bed at night thinking, yes, I am imperfect and vulnerable and sometimes afraid, but that doesn't change the truth that I am also brave and worthy of love and belonging. Unquote. When you belong to yourself, you start to live from a place of wholeheartedness. You live engaged with others in your own life, but you show up with this place of stillness inside of you and clarity and beauty. There is a reason I chose this theme for February, the month of love. 
I want us to focus on being wholehearted with ourselves so that we can then share greater, deeper, richer love with others. Do you remember my new mission for About Progress that I shared last month? I think it was either in the introductory episode or even my episode on Do Something. My mission for About Progress is to change the world by changing women. That is a big mission. That is a big ask. And where do we start? Well, first we start small. We start with you who was listening. We start with me who was creating this. We start small. But even within that one person who was listening, where do we start? We start with their wholeness, with their identity, and with belonging to themselves. This is why everything goes back to identity that I teach, even productivity and habits, time management, you know, whatever it is that we do to practically improve ourselves and our lives, it all goes back to the sense of belonging to ourselves and having this inner strength of identity, which is why I'm creating a full course on this that will come out next spring or this spring. I just had to put that out there. What I'm going to do the rest of this episode is I'm going to give you a hopeful way to begin with three tips on where to start after our break. All right, so let's let's go back to where we know you are right now. You are ready to develop a wholehearted way of living. You are ready to belong to yourself, to create and cultivate your identity, and to feel whole again. So what I'm going to share with you are three tips to begin this process. Now, when I say begin, this is for both beginners, people who were at square one like I was five years ago, But this is also people like me five years ago who have done a lot of work, who have cultivated a lot of wholehearted ways of living and being and belonging to themselves. But like I said, this is an ongoing practice. So this truly is for all of us. Whenever I feel a little resentment kick in, which I totally did this past week, I'll be very honest with you. I felt that resentment (laughs) when my kids spilled cereal in the little tiny grooves of my mom's um, stools at her kitchen island in the basement. And I felt that like, dang, I'm the one that has to do this. Whenever I have those little tinges, what I know I have to do is get back to belonging to myself in other ways outside of my roles and responsibilities. And once I do that, I won't be so bitter about little things. To help you know where to start, I have an amazing printable for you. And it's super fun and cute, if I do say so myself. And what it does is it helps make what I'm going to teach you, these three tips, and it turns it into this visual way, uh, a visual exercise of sort that will help you sort through what I'm going to show you to do. So uh, what I'm going to share with you to do. So what you do is you go to aboutprogress.com forward slash belonging, and there you can download the free printable that will help you create seeds to help you belong to yourself. So let me go through the three tips I have to help you create seeds to, to belong to yourself. The first tip is to get still and find out what's missing. Now, this is where the printable comes in handy because I have a huge, beautiful, long list of all these different categories of different areas in your life that could be missing. It's very overwhelming at this point in the process when you think, well, what is missing in my life? And you either can rattle off a very long list and it's hard to narrow it down, or you don't even know where to start. Uh, Your mind just gets blank. So go and get the printable for this. I help you go through a lot of different 
areas that you could be missing right now, like creativity or structure, discovery, fun, adventure, friendship, stillness. And what I want you to focus on is that these are really general. So even if you don't have the printable in front of you, think of some general areas in your life that you know you are missing right now. I had a a client that I worked with who was fabulous and we wanted to work. Well, she came to work on her um, mindset and struggling with making choices. But we realized as we were working together that she also needed to cultivate some other areas in her life that she was missing. And the one that surprised her the most and even surprised me was that she was missing adventure. And this was a grandmother and all of her kids left the, the nest and she had started her own business. And adventure was not something she necessarily would have had on her the forefront of her mind. But as we worked together, we were able to figure out that she was missing adventure in her life. She wanted that back again. So this first step is really important because if you can get still and you can shut out the outside voices around you, if you can shut out the shoulds, well, I should be doing this. I should be worrying about my nutrition. I should be worrying about my spirituality. I should be worrying about how to get creative again. No, you know, shut out the shoulds, get still and really ask yourself, what am I missing in my life right now? If you have a long list and you are struggling with what you are missing, I'm going to encourage you to get very picky because there are so many good things out there. And if you're looking at the printable, every single little thing I put down, every area that you could be missing looks good. Like they're all good things, but this is where you have to use your own judgment and get still and shut out the outside voices and stick to circling only the few that you know I am really missing this right now. And it's not a should. It's what I am missing. One last note on this. Again, I said to be general. We're going to talk more about how that can play out specifically in just a moment. So make these general areas. So don't say I'm missing um, this very specific habit like meditation. No, what you're really missing is stillness. So let me talk more about that with the second step. But the first tip is to first get still and find out what's missing. Now, what you do with that is like you have all these areas and I want you to think of these areas as if they're bags, like little tiny baggies, like burlap baggies. And let's say you're tying them around your waist and now you're a gardener and you're going to go out and you're going to try to help these areas of your life blossom in beautiful and rich ways. You need them to get planted and to grow. So because of that, instead of only going to work on this area, this one specific area, in of your life, like creativity, in only one specific way, we are going to come up with a lot of different specific ways that you can use as seeds to help nourish the bigger area that you want, like the the bag. Okay, I don't know if this analogy is making sense. You have a bag of your areas and within them, you have seeds, very specific ways you can lean into building up a beautiful plant that will blossom into that area that you were missing. So the second tip is to plant the seeds. Now that you know what's missing, this is where you are going to have fun. There is no wrong way to plant seeds in these areas. Now, a few years ago when I did this, what I noticed is I was missing, I'm going back to number one, I was missing challenging myself. I was missing an intellectual push. I was missing fulfillment. Those were my bags that I had around my waist. Okay. 
intellectual challenge, ambition, like a um, push and fulfillment. Now within those bags, I had a lot of different seeds. Now, if you have ever seen planting happen, a gardener or a farmer, they don't just put one tiny seed in a little spot and hope it will grow perfectly. No, you have to plant several seeds, even in the same hole. And oftentimes you'll see them having whole fistfuls of seed that they just throw out and scatter about. That's part of the fun in this part. So when I had my three bags, in within those bags, I had different ways that I was then planting those as planting seeds to help nourish a bigger area that I needed in my life. Many different ways that this could play out. And on the printable, I help you brainstorm. What are the specific seeds that you could possibly plant that would help you nourish this bigger area in your life? So for me, if creativity was one of mine, maybe some of my seeds would be things like do an art class or uh, start start a writing group with a friends with friends, um, participate in a book club, go to a paint a picture night. Like there's so many different ways to work on your creativity. You don't just want one seed planted. You want many seeds planted um, underneath that big area that you want. So an example of stillness, I said, stillness is the area. Meditation is a seed. Meditation is one of the seeds you could plant to help with stillness. But there's other ways to be still too, like hiking in the mountains or journaling or taking a bubble bath. Like there are many different ways to create stillness in your life. So I want you to, again, start with the general area of what's missing, get still, still, and then two, start to decide some seeds and plant them and have fun with them and be generous with those seeds while you're planting them and have fun in the experimentation of them and the nourishing them and growing them and analyzing how they grow and doing it objectively. The gardener doesn't look at plants that aren't growing and some of them that aren't growing and say, oh my goodness, what a terrible seed. I'm the worst gardener. I did everything wrong. No, they're going to instead think objectively. Hmm, I wonder why that one didn't take. I can see this one is. So maybe that's where I want to spend more of my time on. on Get creative here. Be curious. Be open to what this is going to look like. Again, the first two steps are to get still and find out what's missing. Two was to plant the seeds. Now, as the third tip, it is nourish which seeds are taking root. Nourish the seeds that are taking root. So with this, you know, that's what I said, you know, be objective and look at things start to lean in to what seems to be taking root and growing well. What are you most intrigued about of these seeds that are taking root? Which are the ones that you are drawn to the most that excite you, that fulfill you? It doesn't mean they're not hard. Hard is good. This podcast is hard. (laughs) I'm going to tell you about that more in a moment, but it's it's not going to be easy, but I'm asking you to think about what to you is making you come alive again. What is making you feel like you are more fulfilled and that you are belonging to yourself and you're belonging to your life? And I want you to start really nourishing which seeds are fully taking root and are starting to grow. And that means you also have to weed out the others. So when I started this, I told you I needed more fulfillment in my life. I needed more of an intellectual push and I needed more of an ambitious like a push in my life too. So I started lots of seeds. 
I was writing online all of a sudden and I never had before. I um, started a interior design like thing for free. Instead of going back to school first, instead of like, you know, putting the cart before the horse, I was just like, hey friends, who wants me to help you design your living rooms? I started to learn how to do um, design boards online and then I started charging people and I was making cakes too and I was selling the cakes and and then I was like writing about all these different areas. I was doing deep essays and I was doing uh baking recipes and and cooking recipes and parenting tips. And it was all over the place, but I was just having fun. I was just scattering my seeds. I was just throwing them out and letting them see what took root and enjoying the process because that was the point. You know I'm, what I'm going to say, the transformation lies in the process, not the outcome, right? And once I leaned into that, I had more seeds take root because I gave myself that permission. Now, am I doing all those things now? Absolutely not. In fact, what I've learned is I love interior design. It really fulfills me. It helps me feel creative. And it's not something I want to continue to do with clients. I only want it for myself. So I was able to pull those weeds and be like, hmm, not going to do client work there. Same thing with baking. I don't write so much now, but you know what that, what another seed that I planted was the podcast. And that really took root in ways that I wasn't expecting. I didn't even start with the podcasting seed. But now we're going on to over four years of me trying to nourish this root because it clicks off all the boxes for me. It pushes me intellectually and pushes me ambitiously. It's very fulfilling. So don't worry about the end before the beginning. Find out what's missing. Plant those seeds with generosity and fun and curiosity. And then nourish which seeds are taking root. Friends, this is how do something began. Do you know that? So back when I said I came up with all these things to do, all the seeds, those seeds were actually part of my original list, which at the time was just my 30 before 30 list, 30 things I wanted to do before I turned 30. And now we call this the do something list. A do something list is all about exploration and joy and curiosity and discovery about ways to find fulfillment and to feel like you belong to yourself and that you are wholehearted. You can go back to the very first episode of this year to learn more about Do Something because it is both a mindset and a path. It is both you just getting in this mindset of I'm going to do something, not all, not nothing. I'm going to do something from paying different bills or learning about parenting things or doing an art class or just doing hand lettering on your own to doing a full do something list where you have a a list of things that you are going to do this year that help you nourish these seeds specifically. Now, I want to point out one thing that goes with this. It's really important to me. This is a quote from Brene Brown. She says, quote, true belonging is not passive. It's a practice that requires us to be vulnerable, get uncomfortable, and learn how to be present with people without sacrificing who we are, unquote. So again, true belonging is not passive. And this is how you start to be active. You do something. And as you start to do more of something and something else, and then you start to nourish the seeds that are taking root, you are going to find that you belong more to yourself. You will have more confidence and clarity on who you are and what matters to you. And you'll be able to live wholeheartedly. I want to tell you more of full circle what happened to me as I experienced this wholehearted way of living and being. Now, at the beginning of this episode, I told you about me literally crying over little chores like spilled milk and sweeping floors and washing dishes. 
And after I did my 30 before 30 list, and I was leaning into this whole mindset and path of doing something, two years in, I noticed a big shift in myself. And it wasn't all at once. And it wasn't this big thing that knocked me over the head. In fact, it all came to uh, to be apparent to me as I was doing something simple. And I was sweeping my kitchen floor. I was sweeping my crummy linoleum kitchen floor in my kitchen that was over 70 years old with peeling painted cabinets. And as I was sweeping up the crumbs again that day, I had this thought that stopped me in my tracks. And the thought was, I feel so fulfilled. And yeah, it made me stop in my tracks and think, are you recognizing the difference here? This very same chore just two years ago filled you with rage. And now it doesn't. And it's because I knew that I had changed. My chores hadn't changed. My life hadn't changed a ton on the outside, but I had changed. That is what I want for you. Now, I'm not perfect. I'm not a finished product. There are still moments again where I feel resentful or bitter or angry and sad and even about the simple chores. But it's always a signal for me that I need to get back to this wholeness, to this peace, to this place of cultivating, of you know, planting seeds and cultivating them and growing them and help me, helping ensure that I am coming from a place of true belonging and of wholehearted living. Here is what Brene Brown says again about true belonging. Quote, true belonging is not passive. It's a practice that requires us to be vulnerable, get uncomfortable, and learn how to be present with people without sacrificing who we are. Unquote. I again want to reemphasize that once you belong to yourself, you can expect a lot more confidence, a lot more clarity, a lot more challenges, but a lot more fun along the way and more fulfillment. Now, this is what we do in the Strive Hive, my friends. If you want to lean into the do something mindset and the path as well, this is what we do in the Strive Hive. We are closed for enrollment right now while I'm airing this, but we usually open enrollment every few years or every few months, not years, thankfully. Join the wait list by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash Strive Hive. And what we do is the wait list gets in early and they get first dibs and they also have a few surprises along the way. So I would definitely join the waitlist if I if I were you about progress.com forward slash strive hive. Now, if you are ready to lean into more specific goals than exploration, that's what I would recommend my January joiner handbook for. That's something we did at the very first episode of January. I help you figure out the big vision of goals you want and distill it down to specific ways you're going to take action with a do something mindset in mind. So that's at aboutprogress.com forward slash January joiner. I'm going to close out this episode with a new segment that I'm going to do on the first episode of each month. I'm going to share a small win from our Strive Hive community. This one's from Kendra. And she said, I have six boxes that stare at me every time I'm in my office. They contain journals, letters, pictures, family calendars, etc. I've wanted to digitize a lot of it, but it's so overwhelming that I haven't touched it. So today I just pulled out a random journal, opened it and started typing out the parts I want to remember. As I was typing, I had ideas of what to do with it all. I'm now excited to move forward just one page at a time. There's still a lot to do, but at least I started. And this was just an example of 
her own do something win, something that she did in her own life to cultivate that mindset, that attitude of do something. And we have many more who are sharing ways that they're actually working on their lists. So I love hearing those small wins. And there's plenty more where that comes from. I also wanted to share two reviews recently left on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. In December, I promised to do another little giveaway at the end, and that's what this is for. If this is you, I would love for you to email me so I can send you a beautiful, beautiful flex of gold journal that my dear friend, Rachel Nelson from the 3 and 30 podcast created. I have my own. I love them so much. I bought a few more to give out to this community. All right. So if your name on the review is... K. Hurst. It says, I am so grateful for this podcast. I believe each individual is worth the time and effort to develop themselves in their own unique way. Monica does a great job at reminding us of this and reminding us that everyone's pace will be different and that is okay. I love how personable Monica is. Listening to her is like listening to a friend. It is a podcast I will continue to highly recommend. Thank you very much, Kay. That is so nice. And I always feel a little bit weird reading these aloud to you, but I'm very grateful to have that opportunity. So email me at hello at aboutprogress.com and let us know that you were one of the reviewers that won the prize. And here's another one for you too. This is from, it says Crick89. So it's C-R-I-K-89. And it says, thank you, Monica, for all you do. I found the show right after having my first baby while trying to juggle being a mom, a wife, mama, and a small business owner. While on the surface, I had all the things I wanted and even prayed for for years. Something still felt off. Monica's consistent pursuit of growth in attainable ways answered so many questions for me. I had stopped growing. Fast forward a few years, and I am not at all perfect, but I am excited about life again. This podcast was the hug and kick in the pants. I needed to grow again. And I always love it when we get those little wink winks about that final line that I usually do in most episodes. So thank you for that. So this was Crick89. Make sure you email me. I want you to know that every single review that comes in, whether whether nice like those ones or more about, hey, these are things I wish you would do differently. I read them all and I'm so appreciative of every single one of them. They let me know where I am on target and where they're, where I'm off. And I'm so grateful that you take the time to do that. That is really important for podcasts. And so I hope that you know, if you want to help me grow the show, the best two things you can do is to leave a rating and review on iTunes and Apple podcasts. They're one and the same and to share the show with a friend. So if you can do that for this episode in particular, let's help more women find a way of belonging to themselves and of living from a place of being wholehearted. That is my ultimate mission and goal. I'm so grateful that you are here this month. You are going to learn from a body image expert, one of the best ever that knows a key to your wholeness is letting go of your body obsession. And she's going to teach you more about that. You're going to learn from another expert on how deep self-care can help support you on the path to belonging to yourself. You'll also learn from a fellow progressor who found herself through the trying. I love doing our interviews with our quote unquote normal progressors. So that's all coming for you. Now on a quick note, before I say goodbye is I am totally considering quitting Instagram. <laughs> it's, it's just the hardest part of continuing, continuing this podcast and the work I do. And it actually pulls me away from spending more time on this podcast and in my strive hive and in my coaching programs. So I've decided instead of totally quitting it, I'm just going to have more fun with it for a while to bring back more of, you know, who I am and be a little bit more casual about it and not quite so high, high strung. So I, I would love for you to, to be there with me, but either way, if I end up quitting Instagram for a time, the, the show's growth depends on you. So I'm going to need your help there. So we'll see how that goes. 
Well, my love goes to you, my friends. I am very excited for this whole month about living to be learning to be wholehearted. I am eager for you to learn this too. Keep growing and remember life is about progress, not perfection. Totally enraged over boy. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.